summary of the Sikha. And the last pasuk of this week's parsha, where it says, "And Noivach went and he conquered Knoss, and he called it Noivach after his own name. He called the name of the city that he conquered by his own name, Noivach." So Rashi says, "Vayikral." He quotes the pasuk, "Vayikral and Noivach," and he says, "I saw in the." He points out that in this, the word "law" doesn't have a mapike, which means it doesn't have a dot in the hay, which gives it a stronger emphasis. It's a weak hay. And I saw in the explanation of Rabbi Shadarshan that the reason is because the name Noivach did not stick with the city. And therefore the word law is soft, which means the, the seeming meaning of the... It can be interpreted as loy, as if he, he, did, he called it, but it did not remain Noivach. The name did not remain Noivach. But I wonder what is he going? How is he going to explain the two words which are similar to that? There's two other words in the Torah which have a law without a mapike, uh, which is vayoymul aboyas and livnois labayis, which we'll soon explain. That's the Rashi. So the question is, first of all, if Rashi doesn't like Rav Moshe, Moshe's uh, explanation, at least in Shudosh Mikra, he doesn't think it fits with Shudosh Mikra. So then, why does he quote it all together? If he doesn't know the answer. Let him, let him say, as he often does, I don't know what the answer is. And he says that sometimes even when there are explanations in Medrashim or whatever it is. But it's since they don't fit with Shudosh Mikra, so he says, I don't know what the meaning is, Shudosh Mikra. Another question, in the order of the two psukim that he brings about boyas and livnes labayas, he reverses the order. The boyas to Rus, Pasuk, is in Rus, which is in Ksubin. And the other one is in Scharia, which is in Nevi'im. So you should have said the one from Nevi'im before the one from Ksuvim. And a greater question, another question is, the Ramban, Ramban asks the question. He says there's actually answers to the question to those two psukim as well. There's a Medrash, uh, Medrash Rus, where he explains what the law, why it's soft, both in regards to Boyas and in regards to Livnes Labayas. And he explains actually about Noivach as well. So, there are clear explanations about how to explain what the law, why the soft law in the other two places as well. So, what does Rashi mean? How, how is he going to explain it? We have a very clear explanation in the Medrash Rus. And it's difficult to say that Rashi didn't know about the Medrash Rus. As the Ramban says, the great rabbi, which is a, a fountain of a, a hidden treasure of um, Torah and Halacha and Haggadah, and he wouldn't know about a Medrash Shurus? Of course he knew. And in addition to that, in the Gemara we find an explanation, at least for one of them. The Gemara explains in regards to the, one, to the second one, Livnes Labayas. The story in brief over there is that there was the, the prophet saw a vision of two women with, wi- with, uh, with wings, with air under their wings. They were floating between heaven and earth and they... Uh, they went there, means to Bavel, to build themselves a house. Livnois law bias, to build herself a house. The, so the question is, what, is the, what are the two women? The Gemara explains the two women are flattery, it's talking about flattery and arrogance, which landed in Bavel, went there to Bavel. And the reason that it's uh, law, that it's a uh, soft hay, at least in the way we understand it, is because... Um, 
arrogance didn't end up staying in Babel, arrogance moved over to Elam, to another place. And therefore it didn't remain in Babel. And therefore law is a soft law. And although Rashi over there in the Gemara says that it's not, so, not from the law, from the soft law, it's because law is a singular rather than lahem. It should have said, Livnais lahem. If it's talking about two women, it should have said, built for themselves a house in, in Bavel. Rashi explains, it says only law, which means that one of them remained and one of them moved over to Bavel. So even though Rashi interprets it differently, but it's possible that Rabbi Moshe Adarshim would use the law, the Mapike. Maybe he interprets it with the Mapike. So why is Rashi so shocked? And how is he going to explain it? The Gemara gives an explanation. And even though Rashi has a slightly different explanation to it, it's not about the Mapike. But Rabbi Moshe Adarshim could make it about the Mapike. So why is he so shocked? Or so, uh, why does he wonder how is he, he going to explain it? So the explanation is, we, it's already been explained many times in Rashi Sikhas that uh, Rashi can use an interpretation from a Medrash. But the interpretation from the Medrash has to lend itself to Pshutish Mikra. If there is an interpretation in the Medrash which doesn't lend itself to Pshutish Mikra, Rashi doesn't quote it. Because he, his business is to explain Pshutish Mikra, and if it doesn't lend itself to Pshutish Mikra, he will not quote the Medrash. That's what Rashi is saying over here. In our case, he's, he's quoting a drush from Rabbi Shadash in regards to Noivach with Yikra Lo Noivach. It's a drush, but it lends itself to the Pshudush Mikra. But I wonder what's going to happen over there. Those other two, they don't lend themselves to Pshudush Mikra. So I'm wondering what Rabbi Shadashin is going to do over there. How is he going to explain it over there? Is he going to be able to explain it more according to Pshudush Mikra, or does he have to leave it totally as a drush? And so therefore, that isn't really a contradiction. It doesn't undermine Rabbi Moshe's pshat, even over here in our Pasuk. Because over here it does lend itself. It sh- and Rashi doesn't say he has a question. Koshali, it's difficult to understand. He says, I wonder how it mihini, which is a very unusual expression for Rashi. I wonder how Rabbi Moshe is going to explain it there. What he means to say is, when he gets there, is he going to give it an explanation which will be close to Pshudosh Mikra, or over there is the Drush going to remain completely removed from Pshudosh Mikra, and therefore not, doesn't uh, lend itself to Pshudosh Mikra? And actually the question is not such a big question because in, Pshud, in Chumash, Rashi says that the, everything has to be according to Pshudosh Mikra. E Mikra, you must it has to have its literal meaning as well. But in Nevi'im Aksuvim, there are words and there are psukim which only, are only interpretable, as far as we know, according to a drush. We don't understand necessarily what the Pshudosh Mikra is. So therefore, it's not even such a big question. And therefore, he only says, I wonder, it leaves me wondering what's going to happen over there. And therefore, he can bring Rabbi uh, Moshe Darshan's explanation. Because here it fits fine. To explain that now. To say that the word law without a he, without a mapike should be interpreted as loy as no and therefore in the case of noivach that he called it not noivach and the reason that we're calling it not noivach is because it never lasted the name didn't last that is contradictory to Pshudosh Mikra the word veikra law he called it 
meaning he called the name of the city by his own name. So the simple meaning is that he did call it Neuvach. So the word Loi flies in the face of Pshudosh Mikra. That can't mean the Pshudosh Mikra. And Rashi says that it's only a Medrashay Mashmoy, that's only a sort of an allusion to the word Loi, but it, it can't mean that literally, that can't be the literal meaning of the Pasuk, because law means he did call it. So in other words, what the actual pshat that Rashi is trying to explain here is, he did call it Noivach, but it's written in a soft way, so that, because it didn't last, so that's why law means he did call it. But it's written softly because it didn't end up sticking to the city, the name didn't stick, and therefore he did call it, but it didn't stay. But not to say that it's loy. Loy is only sort of, Rashi says, that's a complete medrash, which isn't the actual meaning of what he's trying to say over here. Which explains why Rashi finds it difficult how Rabbi Moshe is going to explain it in, uh, in the story of Boyas. What happened over there? Um, Rus asked, uh, she came to Boyas and she had nothing to eat, so Boyas said to her, you can eat together with my people. Here you can, you can join the meal that they had in, in the field. So she said, Rus said to Boyaz, I am not really worthy of being like one of your maidservants who has permission to eat, but thank you very much. In humility, she said, I'm not really worthy of your kind gift. So to this Boyaz responded, and he said, when it's time to eat, you can come over here and you shall eat, you shall drink from here and so on. The, the Gemara, so the Gemara says, Sorry, the Medrash says that when he said Allah, the one without the Mapike, he was saying to her, No, not as you say that you're you're not as worthy as one of my maidservants. You are more worthy than a maidservant. You are not like a Imahis, you're not like a maidservant, you're like the Imahis, you're like the matriarch Sadrifkirachovalaya. So he was saying law is loy. He was saying, No, I reject what you're saying. You're not like a maidservant or even less than a maidservant, you're like a, a matriarch, imahis. So in other words, here, the meaning of the law without a mapikate is loy. And Rashi is saying that that is not Shudosh Mikra. You can't say that the word law means loy. That doesn't fit with Shudosh Mikra. That's why he says, I wonder how he's going to interpret it over there. It doesn't fit at all with Shudosh Mikra. It goes against the Shudosh Mikra. And the same problem also exists in the word livnos labayis. It's true that, that uh, as the Gemara says, that gasus aruach, arrogance, eventually moved away from Babel and therefore it didn't have a staying, it didn't last in Babel. And that could mean, the, 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 that is the, it could be the meaning of the softness of the law, of the hay. But the simple meaning of the Pasuk, the Pasuk isn't even talking about arrogance because when it gets to law, which is a singular expression rather than a, a plural expression, it's, it has already left arrogance behind. It's already talking only about flattery at this time. As Rashi already interpreted over there in the Gemara. So therefore, it doesn't lend itself anymore to Pshutosh Mikra to say that we're still talking about arrogance here. So now the word law is referring specifically, according to the simple understanding, is specifically talking about um, chanufa, which means flattery. 
and the flattery, the flattery did remain. So what's the weakness of the word then? According to Pshudra there doesn't seem to be any weakness because we're not talking anymore about arrogance. We're talking only about the flattery. Over there, there's no weakness. So now we can understand why Rashi puts the uh, Rus explanation first because over there, it is directly contradictory to the Pshudra Mikra altogether. Over there to say, Boyaz was saying loy, he was completely rejecting what Rus said, so therefore Rashi chooses that one as the first explanation. That over there it's truly against Pshudosh Mikra. what's he going to do there? The second one in uh, Livnus Labayas, where it over there law doesn't mean no. Law means a weakened uh, state because one of them moved over to, to Bavel, as the Gemara explains it. And there's actually another explanation that it's talking about uh, dishonesty and that the Sheker, Bavel had Sheker, and Sheker has no lasting power. So if we go according to that explanation, it still has a softness to it, but it has a difficulty, as we explained, because we're talking about one and not the other, so therefore it leaves a difficulty. But Rashi wants to start with the one that has a direct uh, contradiction to Pshudra and then only go from there to the one that could fit but has certain difficulties. To understand it in the Yenish Altaira, the inner dimension of it, all these three psukim are talking about a negative situation. We're talking about Noivach, which was he conquered a city from the Amairoim, from the uh, from uh, from Knani. He took he had to ban he had to conquer a city, which means get rid of the Goyish inhabitants there. So that was that's a negative thing, getting rid of them. The other pasuk is talking about Rus, which was. Amayavia, she also came from a non-Jewish background, and the third pasuk is talking about the Bavel and their and the falsehoods and so on, whether falsehoods or arrogance and flattery, and that's why it's written law a weakened state because the negative side klipa has no real existence and therefore it can't last. So that makes sense in our case, in the case of our Pasuk, because over there, all he did was conquer the Klippa. He didn't transform the Goyim that lived over there. He just conquered them, got them out of the way. But, and so therefore, they remained Klippa. So therefore, there is, he softened them. He was able to weaken their status as Klippa. But in the case of Rus, he complete, she was completely transformed. She became not only was she no longer negative, she became she reached the heights of as Bayas said to her. You're like one of the matriarchs. So what is the softness over there? Which is what Rashi is saying. I wonder about those two places. What's the softness there? How do you interpret it over there? The same is true also for the Sheker, the, uh, the falsehood that comes to Bavel, which is explained in the inner dimension. What this really means is that in Bavel there was the way they studied Torah was in darkness, meaning they had to uh, ask questions and challenges, and they had to explain the challenges, and then finally they got to the truth. They, it's called learning in darkness, rather than Yerushalmi, where they saw everything clearly and they got to the halacha immediately. They didn't have to go through challenges. But what does that leave? When you go through a challenge, it means that you get a good foundation in the, uh, in the ideas that you're learning. You get to see how you 
how you work your way to the truth, which means that you can stand up to the challenges, and that's a weakness that Yerushalmi has. And therefore, Torah, as it was studied in Bavli, reached a greater height. In other words, the darkness in Bavli is also seen as a positive thing, that it was transformed into a positive thing, into a higher learning of study of Torah. So therefore, Rashi says, I wonder how he's going to explain the Mapike over there. Over there, it seems that there is no softness at all. If we're talking about the klipa, it's being uh, negated altogether. It's totally non-existent. Loi would fit for that. If we're talking about the Kedusha, it's much more powerful. What do you mean a soft hay? It should be with a mapik hay. It should be with a strong hay. Therefore he says, what does he mean? How is he going to explain those two places?